0: Hi, dear sister. This is Kate Ako Kadazi, and it is great to have you listening. What I aim to do with this podcast and the wider ministry of I Am Free Woman is to help you heal and transform your heart and mind as you choose to live free in Christ every day. I believe healing is our choice, and once we are truly healed and embraced, we can truly say that healed people heal people. So, I know you don't hear that a lot, right? You often hear hurt people hurt people. No, we are flipping the narrative and saying that healed people heal people. (sighs) Is anyone out here in Georgia feeling the the, the pollen allergy going on? I'm not sure if you can hear it in my voice, but gosh it is real the pollen and for those outside the united states or outside georgia you probably don't know what we're talking about but it is real and i know that uh, we can't we all can't wait for may to come around anyway I am not going to spend too much time on this intro because today's episode is rich. It is filled with so much hope. My guest today is a dear sister, and I can't wait for you to hear her story of redemption, and that is faith, hope, and love. Maxine describes herself as multifaceted, and that she is, as she shares her journey as a mother, a wife, Uh, a career woman, a child of God, a daughter, a sister, a friend who has endured life struggles from miscarriages to raising a child with special needs. And you get to hear about her her awesome son, Kyle. And also she gets to share more about uh, what is going on with the family and so on. So she gets your heart hoping again, if you've ever been in a situation where the image you've once held in your mind when it comes to an ideal life that you want is no longer presented the way it's supposed to be in reality. She also advocates for special needs families and encourages all of us to support Kyle's journey by visiting 22q.org to learn more about the foundation. You can also follow her on Instagram at Miss Maxie and also on LinkedIn. And I will put all that information in the show notes. Dear sister, listen, I want you to lean into Maxine's story, which will have you examining your heart and asking this question. Am I good with God? Because when the storms roll, you need an anchor. And I have said it over and over again, and I'll continue to say it as long as I am alive and on the show, you need an anchor. As you listen, here are a few takeaways. At a certain point in your walk through this life, you've got to own your faith. Understanding and pursuing God requires you to encounter him for yourself. That is true. There comes a time when you must realize that you aren't a victim of your circumstances. Mm -hmm. If it is on your heart, best believe it is on God's heart too. Remember faith, hope, and love and live your life in all seasons well. God can be that missing link for you whenever you feel alone in your journey. And lastly, my favorite, doing the inner work makes your heart good with God. Ooh. I love that. We had a great conversation, which I know you will enjoy too. And remember, choose to be free, choose to live free, and choose to stay free. Being faithfully renewed, encouraged exceptional women and men of God. This is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator. Until next time, I pray that may God's goodness and mercy follow you always. And remember, healed people heal people. So go out there and choose to live free and choose to heal someone today. I love you. Enjoy the conversation. Bye. Thank you so much for, um, you know, joining me on this podcast Yes, thim. I always say theme. <laughs> no, it's it's really great. I've,
1: i listened to um, the one you did with Yvette yesterday and I was Aww. like, oh, really great. Uh,
0: no, that's you. Doing- We've been following each other on Facebook for a long time, and yeah. it's amazing, right? Because you are ahead of me in Wesley Girls. <laughs> yeah, no, like here I, I remember that you are um, ahead <laughs> of me in Wesley <laughs> Girls, and now you know when I look back and I see all the people that I have met, I'm like, wow, when you are growing up, you never know how life is going to twist and turn and all oh these things. Just figure it out. <laughs> figure yes. out what, what this school is about and yeah. get through school and all that stuff. Right. And think about it. We're teens when
1: we're there, right? <laughs> That's the time that you're just like, what is this life about anyways? You know, And you're trying to find your own feet. So yeah, Yeah. find your
0: own feet. And then you grow up and then in comes Facebook and social media. And now it's kind of like a small world. It used to be Mm -hmm. so big and now it's a small world and you get just little glimpse of glimpses into people's lives. You don't get the whole story, right? Just little glimpses into people's lives. And sometimes it's kind of like just looking at the pictures is not enough just looking at the pictures, you're like, no, I need to know what the story is. So I've been kind of, I've been following, we've been following each other on Facebook and I know of Kyle's um, diagnosis and you will share tidbits of all that. So this time when I saw it, you know, I felt the Holy Spirit was like, you need to capture that story. You need to capture that story because (laughs) another woman somewhere is probably wondering how to miss. So thank you so much for joining me and agreeing to you know, talk about, you know, what we go through as women when it comes to life and living it so well. I have in front of me a dear sister of mine. He come from the same alma mater in high school, Wesley Hills High School, and (laughs) the best school ever, okay? I love my holy child sisters. I love my, you know, phantom sisters. I love y'all, but, you know. (laughs) So she is joining me on the virtual couch today to talk about all things mommy, all things wifey, all things, you know, being a woman in your own identity and having to cater to all the different parts of you. So everyone, I want you to welcome Maxine Toto. I hope I said it well now. Yes, (laughs) you did. You (laughs) did. I have a story about that, but that's very different. If I go into it, we'll go we'll, we'll straight off topic um, too much. So Max, it's it's good to see you. You and Thank I, you I have you. been in similar circles and here we are. So y'all, I am excited and delighted to finally get to sit with this. Dear. Social media is such that you oftentimes don't get to have these intimate one-on-one conversations with people. You like mm-hmm. the picture you share a picture, you comment on a picture, and you keep it going. But this time I'm like, I'm going to take my time with the sisters that I invite to the show to actually sit and talk and share. So Max, go ahead and introduce (laughs) yourself to our dear sister community.
1: All right, hi everybody. So I tend to um, introduce myself in terms of relationships. Um, (laughs) I believe we are all relational beings. So that's how I tend to introduce myself when I meet people. Um, first of all, I am a child of God. I am uh, someone who is loved by God. I am a wife. I'm a mother, a special needs mom, um, and a special needs advocate. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. I'm a great friend to my friends. Um, and I, when it comes to um, work as well, I work in the healthcare space. So I am a huge advocate for people who don't have adequate health care. Um, we often talk about health equity, but we're moving towards health justice. And so I'm a huge proponent of, um, you know, access to healthcare and better access to healthcare for marginalized communities too. So yeah, that's a little bit about myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and for everyone who is listening, I know that I have international listeners. And so Americans, mm. Ghanaians, folks from the UK, from, from, folks from the Philippines, Germany. I was surprised. When oh. I heard that. So everyone, Maxine and I, we hail from the same country, Ghana. Yep. And so. I might just, might as well just, you know, switch to fancy from time to time, but (laughs) y'all will have to be okay with that. Because sometimes when you get a sister, you just want to dive into that dialect and be like, Maxine (laughs) them. It's like, I am doing good, which is, I'm doing good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I love how you introduce yourself, which is uh through the relationships and connections that you have, because yes, indeed, we are all relational beings. So let's start with your story. Um, I want to hear, and I know everyone is waiting to hear um who this awesomeness of a person is. So <laughs> can you share with us what you you would say is the the when people meet you, what you desire to let people know about your story. What is it?
1: Um, so, a few years back, I probably would have, you know, solely gone on the fact that um, I am a special needs mom, and that's, I believe, that's part part of what has defined me as an adult. Um, even as a mother, as a wife, um, as a friend, that has really shaped me. Today, I still do define myself um, in terms of that. But a lot of times I feel like that's more of my son's story. I have learned to be strong because I know in whom I have believed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of times that's that's how I define myself when I meet people and I'm trying to who exactly I am or where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, um, I would say that's, that's what defines me, really. Mm-hmm. Although mm-hmm. I am a special needs mom. I am multifaceted. There's, there's so many different aspects of myself or of my being. Um, and so I don't just define myself that alone. Um, I, I I strive to be a great wife. I strive to be a great mom to my um, neurotypical kids. I strive mm-hmm. to be a great sister and a, a faithful servant of God, if anything, um, um else. I hope that usually when I come into contact with people, um, they leave understanding that fact um, or they leave understanding that my source is God. And mm-hmm. that's really um, what defines who I am entirely. So that's what, that's what I would say.
0: <laughs> it, it's, it's, so I'm going to put a pin in this. Mm -hmm. because for those listening who may not know what you mean by neurotypical I do because of course I am in the space of mental health and I I see that so we have the neurotypical neurodivergent can you share a bit about what that is for the layman on the show who is like oh yeah what is neurotypical
1: (laughs) 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 um so we have neurotypical and neurodivergent like uh, Kate mentioned so people or or who we will call um, normal regular people with no um, concerns when it comes to you know like whether it's neuro um, neuropsychological um, concerns or when it comes to their behavior um, normal people will fall under the typical um, or neurotypical behavior and then um, everyone else outside of that Um, will be neurodivergent or other, um, otherwise. And so I do have um, three kids, my oldest um, on the autism spectrum, he also does have a history um, of a chromosome deletion. So chromosome 22q deletion. And um, that's what makes him atypical or neurodivergent. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said, I do have two other kids who are very typical
0: Mm-hmm. Um, as well yeah mm-hmm. and I like I like that you break it down because and this is why we do what we do when God gives you an assignment right you get to mm-hmm. go into these spaces and educate and teach mm-hmm. because going are the days when there are certain things that people encounter about other people that they find weird or they mm-hmm. find like oh yeah different right and now yes. we're here I'm hearing terms like differently abled to describe yes. um, what we would have called disabled, right? Mm-hmm. Like they are not disabled, they are just differently abled.
1: Differently abled.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And now we're hearing the neurotypical and the neurodivergent to describe, you know, it's not that they are they they think they think differently. They, think they differently. do things differently. And I'm yep. it's my always, always my wish that. Uh, people in the world will begin to embrace it, and when you encounter yes. somebody that's different from you, there is that knee-jerk reaction that we all have, which is "ooh." Yes. You know, it's <laughs> normal. It's normal to have a knee-jerk reaction, but don't yep. let that reaction be the only response you give. Right? You get, Yeah. So, so I, I I appreciate that you said that. All right. So, let's go back a little bit. So. <laughs> You have been in the United States for how many years now? A very long time.
1: Uh, Since... 2001, yeah. I
0: want to say 2001 or 2002. A really yeah. long time. A really so long time. It's been a little while. <laughs> it's been a little while. And your journey to coming here and living here and being here, and this is home and families here and all that. Can you share with us um, through the many seasons of your life challenges? what you will define as your breaking free season.
1: Um, so I, um, and I always say a lot of times people ask me, what brought you here? And I always say, I followed a boy, kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, that could be a cute story too. <laughs> it, it, is a, it, it is a true story, kind of, sort of. So my, my husband and I have actually known each other since grade school. And um, <laughs> he, yeah, he started, he started, we, well, we started dating right when he started college and he's a year ahead of me so he came to college here first um and then he was like you've got to apply and I'm like uh I've got to apply who's gonna pay my tuition like (laughs) I need to know that my parents can cover it like I'm not just gonna up and you know leave and not have any plans so um he was like yeah you know like I can make sure your application and everything is in like just work on, you know, getting your SATs completed and whatnot. So we went through all of that. And long story short, like I ended up um, going to the same college um, as he did. So we both went to a small Christian college in Michigan. And um, yeah, I do come from a Christian home, and my dad is a pastor. Well, he used to be a pastor. He's retired now, but. Uh, once a pastor, always a pastor, right? He, he, always. Always, he always has speaking <laughs> engagements. It's so like, he can't get away from it. You have to make him rest. <laughs> um, but um, I would say my breaking free moment was when I, sometime in college, and i probably, I'd probably say my junior year. I mean, when you come from a Christian background, like you're so used to going through all the motions, you know, mm-hmm. being a Christian, going to church, praying and things like that. But I feel like there's a certain point where you've got to own your faith, right? Mm. Your faith becomes your own and it's not something that is passed on to you from your family or something that you've learned. There's You've got to come to the point or to the realization where you're like, is this really mine? Um, or am I just still going through the motions? And so for me, I believe that was sometime in my junior year where it was like, okay, I'm here all by myself. I could be going back wild, crazy and doing whatever it is that I want because I'm so far away from home, so far away from my parents. But in continuing to read my Bible and in continuing to fellowship with other believers, it dawned on me, this has got to be mine. I've got to make sure that I'm I'm good with God. And it's not just, oh, my dad is a pastor. And if anyone asks me, Um, are you assured of your faith or are you assured of eternity or anything like that? What is my response going to be like, have I truly accepted God as my Lord and personal savior, or is this something that's been forced on me? So junior year, I had to sit and think about all of those things. And I feel like that's, that was my breaking free, um, moment where my faith became personalized and it became my own, Mm um, Yeah. So I would, I would say that was it. Like that's when I really, um, came into my own as a Christian, Mm -hmm. um, started really understanding things for myself, from that perspective, um, and made that decision. I've got to live for God. Like that's what I live for. That's what brings me joy. That's Mm -hmm. what satisfies my soul. So Mm -hmm. I would say that's,
0: you know, hearing that, um, I actually wrote it down are you good with God mm. um and sometimes you hear the stories of how people come to this moment with God and it's either I'm coming from this travesty of a place mm. or you know something happened to me and I need it but for you it's kind of like you got to this place where you just had the question was uh yeah what are you doing are you good right. <laughs> with God Right. You know, like I not you like going this. through the
1: motions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm like, what am I doing? Am I just going through the emotions? Like this has got to be mine, you know. I'm just not going to sit for someone to be like, oh, let's go to church and that's why I'm going to church. No. Yeah. Like I've got to be able to make that decision on my own. Um and understand God for who he is mm-hmm. and not for you know something that God has done for me or something mm-hmm. that God will be doing for me mm-hmm. like God is mm-hmm. God whether mm-hmm. my circumstances are great or not
2: mm-hmm. so I
1: had to I had to come to that realization and nothing really drastic changed I mean I mm-hmm. went to i from a Christian home went to a Christian high school mm-hmm. went to a Christian college so you would think oh you know I'm good like I'm I'm surrounded by all Christian people so I'm good no I think that there has to be, everyone has to wrestle with themselves and come to mm-hmm. that, that understanding where they feel like their faith has become personalized.
0: Would you say that, um, I know that when people are going through this wrestle with God, if they are very unlucky and they are surrounded by uh, people who don't believe, they then mm-hmm. kind of move away from him. Would you say that for your journey, um, having that foundation, always pulled you back to him. And you were also surrounded, of course, by probably family and friends that would steer you in his direction. Um, would you say that that was some, one of the main things that really helped you when you got to this point or crossroad where you were kind of figuring Mm -hmm. out your personal relationship with God?
1: I, I think so. I can't discount that, you know, having that background, um, really does help. Um, because uh, I, I think part of it, um, or part of what brought me to that crossroad was reading the word of God for myself, um, trying to understand the word of God for myself. And I don't know if um, if I didn't have that background, if I necessarily would have turned to the word of God on, all on my own.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: there are a lot of, you know, Christian books and um, self-help books and you know, things like that that try to explain God's word to you. But you going to the word of God by yourself Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and trying to understand the insights from it is different from reading someone else's perspective. Because a lot of times when people write these Mm -hmm. books, that's (laughs) what they're putting in, right? And so that background did help. However, understanding or pursuing um, God in that way, and trying to understand God for myself in that way, moved me toward going into the Bible mm-hmm. and not just reading all these other books, um, which I mean, they can be really helpful. But again, when you read them, remember it's someone else's perspective. It's someone else's encounter with God. What about yourself? Have you read the Word for yourself? What is it saying to you? Um, and, and I believe it's, it's in those moments that, you know, you realize, okay, well, I've got to make the decision, <laughs> right? It's, it's like yeah, pursuing would, anything.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like yes. pursuing any relationship. I think, you know, growing up, we kind of uh, are taught that God is here and we're mm-hmm. here and we have to do all these things to get to him and later on as you're saying understanding and pursuing God it really requires you to have an encounter with him a personal encounter with him and then you come to find out like you know what he is actually a friend he is someone that you can actually go to anytime you want and not just in certain periods of your life so I like yes. how you 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 kind of explained that too. Like you guys read books and all that, it's great, but it's someone's perspective at the end of the day. You need right. to dive into it for yourself, you know. Yes. So, yeah,
1: and um I, I wanted to bring one thing up when you said um when you have that encounter with God, um, there there's this lady that I met um down in Texas, and I was, you know, talking to her about like just a couple of different things and she did mention something that's kind of stuck with me over the years. She talked about who is God to you? Mm -hmm. Um, Who is God to you? And in different seasons of your life, God can be different things to you. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, you know, in certain seasons, he's been my savior. In certain seasons, he's been my redeemer. In certain seasons, he's been a friend. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you look at it from that perspective too, that kind of puts um, it, it helps you to understand God um, in in each and every season that you you're in. Like, mm-hmm. who this is my encounter with you, but who are you to me in this moment? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. just want to mention. I, mentioned it, I that. love that.
0: No, I love that because when you think about. God in the grand scheme of things, in his word, he is the beginning. He was before we were ever here and he would Mm -hmm. be after we are gone. He is today, yesterday and forever. And so with that in mind, you know, your faith is literally you in each and every season getting to look at this one relationship that you have. That never changes or should never change, and say that in this season, what are we doing? What are we doing? Sometimes we put it all on us, like what do I have to do? (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing? Because if your light is in me, then you, you need to start letting it shine, right? Yep. And and I I love what you're saying because oftentimes. When I work with some of my clients and they've been wounded, like really wounded, mm. especially those women and girls, some of us have the father daughter wound. Right. And we right. describe we describe God as God, the father. They will often say, hey, mm. I don't see him as my father.
1: Mm. And when you
0: trace it back, it's kind of like the earthly father is not. what they they can't relate with the earthly father so even the idea of relating to a heavenly father is like so far-fetched it's not a heavenly father to you what is he who is he to you so that Mm -hmm. question that question that that woman said is really really good because we have to define it we have to find Mm -hmm. who he is to us just as he wants our heart my always question is have you given your heart does he have all mm. of your heart? You know? Right. Does he have it? Because he wants it all. And if you give it to mm-hmm. him, that's when you see the things that he do for you. So that's right. Listen, that's right. this breaking free <laughs> moment, I think I think your breaking free season is probably or was probably a foundation of things to come in your life that at that time mm-hmm. you did not know.
1: Completely. I completely agree with you. Like there there is no doubt about it. Um Especially having to come to that realization all by myself, um, I I completely agree with you. It it really has prepared me for um, the rest of my life, um, mm-hmm. really, because mm-hmm. um, I've had hard seasons, tough seasons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, how would you describe? How would you describe the way in which you? have navigated your breaking through season where God has been present through the multifacetedness, if that's a Mm -hmm. word, I just probably created one, the multifacetedness of who you are with being a mom, being a wife, being a daughter, being a friend, being a career woman, being all these things. How have you woven God into your multifacetedness of a story?
1: I'm glad that that what you said I feel like what you said leads right into this. That you know what I went through was preparing me for um, for you know the rest of my life. And um, so when I think about you know who God is or what God has been to me in every season, that's how I think about it. About my breakthrough season and the different things or so that my different roles, um, if I should say, there. You know, I feel like there comes. A moment when you realize that you're not a victim of life, mm. um, you 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 really aren't, um, and in you know in every everything that you do go through prepares you for different stages of your life. It really does. Um, when I had Kyle, actually, when I was pregnant with Kyle, because I found out about Kyle's uh, diagnosis. Um, when he was in vitro so when he was inside my belly Mm -hmm. Um, I had my 24 week appointment and you know they found the heart defect on the scan and so after they saw the heart because I I could see like when you're in the healthcare field you kind of like pick up on some of these Um, when the, the ultrasound tech was like focusing on the heart and I was like what's going on with the heart it seems like you know there there's something going on there. It's just like, yeah, there's um there might be something that's a little off on the heart. Um I'll I'll just, you know, talk to the doctor about it. And I was like, oh, I'm sure, you know, I'll get a referral to see like a another specialist or something. And true to that, they did send me to a neonatal um cardiologist. And so he was like, you know, this is what's going on with the heart and this is usually associated with, you know, certain syndromes. And I was like, oh, okay. And um he was like some of it can be severe, some of it can be and i was like you know what i mean you've given me the news um i will you know think about it um pray about it but no matter what this is what god has given me and he will equip me like mm-hmm. no matter what what the situation will be mm-hmm. he will equip me for it because i know who god has been to me in times past so mm-hmm. um even if in this very moment I feel lost and alone and confused and not understanding what's going on, it doesn't change who God is. Mm. Um, He is still going to be my redeemer in that situation. Mm. Um, He is still going to be um, my Lord in that situation. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like when I got Kyle's diagnosis, Oh, of course I pulled my eyes out. Like I just Mm. like, I cried. I scream and that's those are the wrestling moments when you're wrestling
2: yes
1: with god or wrestling with you know the specific situation it is the pain and the anxiety and the stress and everything of it and that's perfectly fine i always tell people don't hold things in or don't you know don't don't let the situation overtake you so much like if you need to cry cry it out if you need to ask god questions do it that's what job did you just have to be prepared why, for the answer he'll give you. Why why is there a whole
0: book on lamenting? I always ask yes. people that. Like if you are lamenting, go read the book of lamentations. Lamentations. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yup. Yup.
1: Do it. Like I'm like, you, I need to, because I when I was pregnant with Kyle, I actually right before um I had him and I had to actually go to Houston. Like we had we lived a little ways away from Houston. Back then we lived in Texas. Um, I had to travel to get all these ultrasounds and see all these specialists. But one of the books that I read at that time was the book of Job. Mm. And so I, you know, read the story of Job and how his friends was like, oh, just curse God already and get it done and over with, you know. And I was like, Job was like, "Mm -mm, I ain't going to do that. (laughs) I will ask God questions, but I would say, ask God questions. Be prepared for the answer that he will give you though, right? Because God was like, who are you, Job? Like when I was creating the foundations of this world, like, where were you? He would throw who in shame. you to tell me or ask me yes? So I'm like, you. if you need to wrestle, if you need to ask God questions, question, do it. He expects you to. Just be prepared for the answer that he will give you. Sometimes, you know, it can take a little while to understand the response he's given you. And for me, when I had Cal, that took me a little while. I was like, God, I don't understand this. Um, like, what is going on? I remember one time I cried so much. I made my mom cry. My, my mom was just like bawling with me. Um, she was just, yeah, she just felt so sad for me. And like, I just, yeah, I really bawled my eyes. I was like, why is this happening to me? But, you know, after all of that, I I thought to myself, why not me? Mm-hmm. If God mm-hmm. can use anything for his glory, why not me? Perhaps what he's putting me through, or perhaps what I'm going to go through will be for his glory, right? And so no matter what I go through, like in every season of my life, my thought is always, is this going to end up glorifying God? How am I going to demonstrate God in this situation that I'm going through? How am I going to make other people understand what I'm going through so that it brings glory to God in the long run. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's part of, you know, that breakthrough period Mm -hmm. or that breakthrough season Mm -hmm. where you have come to, to get that understanding of who God is Mm -hmm. so much so that it doesn't matter like how hopeless you feel. It doesn't matter how much you think God is not near you a lot of times all you have to do is make sure that you're reaching out. So I usually tell people usually even sometimes even at work like in my professional like when situations seem really tough a lot of times I'll just step away from my desk and I'll be like god I'm having a really hard time right now I'm coming to you I know you're near And so hold my hand through this. You know, sometimes like we think things are really trivial. Oh, that's not. And I I always tell people, sometimes it's like instantaneously, like Mm -hmm. an answer comes through and you're just like, what? Like, God, you didn't have to show out like that. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I remember I just started a new role. And like, I've been in healthcare for a really long time. So I really understand care coordination. That's like my area. Um, But I was going into a different territory. I've always been an employee and individual. So commercial health insurance side, um, but I just went into community and state, so Medicaid and Medicare, we know the kinds of populations in Medicaid and Medicare. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there were, you know, a couple of things that I was looking at, I was like, I don't get this. Like, what is this? Like, how can I help? Like, what can my team do? And sometimes, like you know, like I said, I, all I have to do is just take a step back and I'm like, God, how, how are we gonna solve this? Like, I need you to guide me, step away, come back, boom, there's an answer. And you're just like, what? (laughs) So, you know, sometimes, um, again, we feel like this is not important to God. Mm -hmm. But trust me, if it's on your heart, if it is on God's heart, too, Mm -hmm. you just need to pray about it and reach out for that answer.
0: Oh my God, if it is on your heart, it is on God's heart too. Yeah. To to access that, then that comes Mm -hmm. through your prayer life, your devotion life, your time that you get to step away with him for him to give you that clarity that you need. During that season of breaking through, you were married, you had Mm -hmm. a whole lot going on. How did you and your husband navigate this difficult news as a probably fairly new couple, right? Yep. How did you yep. navigate that?
1: Okay, I'll have to take you back a little bit um, <laughs> <laughs> with that. So prior to having Kyle, I had actually had a couple of miscarriages, right? Oh. Um, And so it was like, oh, like it was just devastating like when we got Kyle's diagnosis because here we are like, you know, newly married like Mm. just hoping to you know like get you get married have Mm -hmm. kids Mm -hmm. you know like thinking oh life is gonna be all groovy but no we had to struggle through that um we had to go through the you know the miscarriages and um one of them was just like so so painful and just you know knowing like you go for your doctor's visit, you hear the heartbeat of the baby and everything. The next time you go there like you can't find a heartbeat. And you're like, what in the world? Like it it was just so devastating. But there when we lived in Michigan, so right before, well maybe a couple of years before we moved from Michigan, we had joined a different church. And um I think for my husband, that was like a real turning point for him Mm -hmm. um you know like he was really like excited about that church and how um they teach and everything and I think that's where his faith was formed Mm -hmm. or was shaped yeah Mm -hmm. so it 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 really helped when we were going through the hard times a lot of times like he was sending messages like you know um don't fret like don't worry about this you know mm-hmm. what God is taking us through. And mm-hmm. I think that really helped um, being on the same page or having that understanding of who God is
2: mm-hmm. and
1: um, understanding who God is to us in you know every situation of our lives. Mm-hmm. I think that was a real, um, that was great because having him understand what I was going through, understanding what he was going through and making sure that we still talk about it We still connect with each other to understand what is going on with us. That really brought us closer together um, and and helped us, you know, to focus on, like, the specific issue at hand instead of, like, thinking about, oh, woe is me. (laughs) You know, woe is me. I'm done for. My life is over type of thing. Um, Mm. And even now, you know, I feel like a lot of times he still does struggle with Kyle's diagnosis a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but he has seen Kyle's progress through the years, and you know, has been Kyle's champion. Like, if you come to the house and you see, oh, Kyle, who's your favorite person? He's right. away we going to say dad? Like, dad is like <laughs> he is he is Kyle's person. Like, no doubt about that. And seeing him just, you know, embrace that and try to do his best for Kyle because it it's become like, it's something that's on his heart, right? And I don't think he would be the type of person he is today if we didn't have Kyle.
2: Mm.
1: But I don't think he will be quite as empathetic um, quite as loving as he is if we did not have Kyle mm-hmm. so it in a way it is I would say it is a blessing um it's been a big blessing because you see the kind of quality human that comes out of that kind of situation
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and when you see that you can't you can't say that that was for that was that was bad that you mm-hmm. count it all joy when mm-hmm. you see that kind of thing um, the mm-hmm. the kind of quality human that comes out of such a situation, um, mm-hmm. you count it adore joy. So we, mm-hmm. I mean, we still continue to, you know, every now and then you do struggle. You're like, especially when we do have Kyle's IEP meetings and all mm-hmm. that. Like, you know, you hear about his struggles and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and you're like, oh, I just wish. You know, there are times when I just wish that he could just be typical. You know, like mm-hmm. just be like any typical kid. Um,
0: uh, it's it's. Um... <laughs> I'm getting emotional, y'all. Oh, don't I'm going to give you you a hug right now. Yeah, I'll give you a hug because, you know, I have a couple and I'm sitting here like when you're growing up, there are these images that you create Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. what, of Mm -hmm. what perfection is. Right. Yes. I want to have this and I'm going to have that and I'm going to have that. And then you grow up and life starts happening to you. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, the image that you had is no longer the image that is being presented in the reality. Mm -hmm. And it's often so hard for us to Mm
2: -hmm.
0: even imagine that this is what we want, you know, this is what God wants for us. And so we go through this struggle within ourselves Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I have a client that is just oh my god the struggle to embrace the new reality is so hard because Mm -hmm. the image that they had is not what they're seeing it's it's shattered it's shattered and oftentimes Mm -hmm. we'll sit and cry and it's like I and getting them to see this new image and what it can be, the potential that is there is yeah. an uphill. It's an uphill battle. It's, it's tough. It is tough.
1: Um it's not easy. I, I won't I won't sit here and say it's easy. It isn't easy at all. Because like you said, you when you're growing up, you do have, you know, the images of what perfection is. And when that ideal is lost, you go through a grief, you know, grief, you, you grief that. So you will go through all the stages of grief um with it but you have to remember not to lose hope you don't lose hope um especially like I said especially if you if you know who God is and who God has been to you in the past you don't lose hope over things like that and a lot of situations can sometimes seem really hopeless but again remember who God is he's brought you through all this while up to this point point. And if he has brought you up to this point he is able to carry you through right mm-hmm. and so you have to remember to be hopeful today at church they were talking about um the the focus on the book of Habakkuk and mm. there were a couple of things that you know they have talked about and I wanted to um,
0: for for the accent folks let's let's get it Habakkuk Habakkuk <laughs> Malacca, Malacca, Malachi. It's
2: Malachi. Malachi. Habakuk. We've been talking about Habakuk.
1: Yup, yup. Um, but no. So they were they were talking about um how we can have joy in pain. And for Christians, I feel like suffering is such a foreign concept all the time to us, especially if you subscribe to the um, prosperity preaching movement, um, where, you know, all they always talk about like, Christians are supposed to be the head and not the tail, and things like that. And so if anything happens in your life that you feel like it's not putting your head, then it feels like, um, like you're completely lost. No, but we have to remember there's people who have gone before us and they had a lot of pain mm-hmm. as well. And if you read the book of Habakkuk, um, that was one of the things that, you know, he was complaining about and complaining to God. Um, Cause there was, you know, there was a lot going on and he was just like, God, why have you forsaken me? Like, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, you know, we talked about having joy and pain, um, sometimes, or a lot of times in the bad, we can still have joy knowing that God is in control, right? Mm-hmm. And again, that is the good news. Like if you remember who God is and that your source of joy is coming from God and not coming from whatever situation that you're going through, that alone should be good news for you. Because most of the time, the ideal that you're dreaming of, that becomes like your source of happiness, And that becomes something that's outside of God or whatever God's plan is for you. But when you change that focus and say, hey, my source is this person who is the creator of the universe, who created me, who gives me life, who gives me strength all the time, that shifts that focus for you. And it shifts that focus from whatever situation or whatever it is that you are pursuing to who the source is, Mm -hmm. right? And and so once you shift that focus, you realize, okay, so this is where my joy should be, or this is where my joy should be coming from, Mm -hmm. and not from this situation. And I think over the years, I've had to go through that shift from, even if it's just like, you know, staying hopeful to remaining faithful, Mm. It's, it's just totally shifted things around for me. Because I can be hopeful for things, you know, I'm hopeful for, you know, all of Kyle's progress and all the progress that he can make, um, where he's got to, you know, in spite of his diagnosis, but it doesn't turn me away from my faith, I remain faithful because I know who God has been to me in times past. Just wanted to throw that one out there. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is so good because I'm writing, everybody knows when I have my guests on, I'm always writing, I'm writing these notes. I'm writing these notes. Because <laughs> like I said, I'm healing my heart as everybody else right. is healing their heart. And right. I said, remember, you know, I always say in 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 First Corinthians 13, we are told Jesus, bottom line, bottom line, mm-hmm. if anything at mm-hmm. all, Faith, hope, and love, these three mm-hmm. things remain. Mm-hmm. And they remain through the seasons that we go through. Yes. And so you've been through this breaking through season. <laughs> you and you and Hubby have have kind of <laughs> gone through your stuff, right? And yeah. Kyle is here. Now, by the way, did they give you any medical options for Kyle? Like terminate, anything like Oh yeah. That? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was given the option to terminate. And I was like,
1: mm, yeah, that sounds really, you know, and I don't want to speak for other people. I know for some people that is an option for them. But for mm-hmm. myself, I didn't see that as an option. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a firm believer in the fact that in any situation that can equip me, mm-hmm. um, you know, equip me to deal with a situation or equip me to handle whatever the situation may be and like I said you know that may not be for everybody but for myself Mm -hmm. um that's you know that's what my faith brings me to Mm -hmm. and so I did get the option like my the neonatologist talked to me about termination and all that and I said you know what um that's all right if if God wants this child God who has given him to me can take him when he Mm -hmm. wants Mm -hmm. Um, but for myself this is what he's given me and so I'm going to go through, raise him, um, and I'm sure he will equip me to do that. Um, I would say back then I didn't have a whole lot of information as far as, you know, like every single thing or like every, I, I probably didn't think too far ahead as far as like what would the different challenges Cal will face in different situations in his life. Um, and I'm glad that I didn't do that because a lot of times when I see the struggles that he has to go through, it pushes me and forces me to advocate for him more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and I'm thankful for that because I don't think I would be that type of mama bear for him. i um, trying to make sure that he gets the kinds of services that he needs, trying to make sure that I advocate for, um, marginalized communities trying to make sure that I advocate for people who are underserved I don't think I would have been able to do that if I could put myself in any you know of those scenarios ahead Mm -hmm. of time or into the future so I'm glad I didn't do that but um, like I said I did get the option and I'm glad that I I opted to stick with it Mm -hmm. and allow God to equip me to be able to take care of Kyle and he has, you know, there's been, there's been just several situations where, you know, it just feels like it's, it's tough and it's, it's difficult, very difficult um, situations. And then I think to myself, okay, what am I going to do? Like, what can I do in this moment to help Kyle? I remember when, you know, my friends kids get were getting potty trained and whatnot. And I'm like, ooh, Kyle is having a difficult time. I don't even think that he understands it yet. So I had to look for a class um, for special parents to attend that class, so that I can figure out different strategies to help potty train him. Mm-hmm. And in the process of potty training him, I got my second also potty trained. <laughs> so um, it was a win-win situation. But like I said, you know, if I didn't, um, if I didn't allow myself to go through all of that, I wouldn't be able to understand all those resources that I can get for him. Mm -hmm. So that I can help other people connect the dots and help other people, other people um, understand when they are facing such a situation too, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Which brings me to the point, never waste your pain. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Never, ever, ever waste your pain. (laughs) Through the seasons you're going through, make sure you are learning that lesson. Because until you learn that lesson, you will... Run to fight another day. (laughs) Never waste your pain. Don't waste it. Don't waste your pain. Learn from your pain. Learn through the pain. Mm -hmm. Learn. You've got to make sure that you are learning. Don't waste it. Because in the long run, you are going to be, your story is going to be the blueprint for other people. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So don't Mm -hmm. waste your pain. When you're going through that pain, make sure you're learning those lessons so that you will be able to help others through it when they get Mm -hmm. to that point
0: Yep. so then you get to this breathing again season let going into the breathing again season tell us who kyle is (laughs) kyle if i were to call
1: him here right now and i say kyle introduce yourself you say hi i'm big brother (laughs) <laughs> um so kyle kyle is big brother and he we often talk to him about you know kyle you're um a little different from others so we like we always talk about it like you're different from others because everyone has this many chromosomes but on yours a certain part of it is was broken off and then i always say but that missing link remember as you continue to grow that god can be that missing link for you
2: Oh, I love
1: that. Yeah. So we always talk about that. Um, so Kyle, is he's hes wonderful. He is just such a joy. Like if you talk to all his teachers, they will tell you what a joy he is. Um, he has such a great sense of humor. He has done, you know, there are certain things that he does. And I'm just like, wow, I didn't know that you could do that. Um, he does have you know, a bit of struggle at school, especially with like certain math concepts. Um, there, there are certain comprehension um, concepts that he doesn't quite grasp. He's very literal. If you've met anyone on the spectrum, um, even if they are high functioning, like they tend to be very literal. Mm-hmm. So you can't like, you can't lie or sugarcoat things for them. <laughs> you have to pretty much be point blank and say, I want you to do A, B, C, and D. Um, so with him, like we always, you know, have to see, Kyle, this is what we're doing. Um, first we're gonna do this and then we're gonna do that. And so he thrives on routine and schedule. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so like my house is very like we're 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 scheduled people, like we like our routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anything is going to change outside of his routine, you just have to let him know, Kyle, you know, we're gonna do this instead of this. And that's this is the reason why. Um, then he understands. But it I feel like that has forced us to be better communicators. Mm-hmm. Um, from that. Cause when you come like coming from Ghana, you know, like you you do interact with your 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 parents, your relatives and whatnot, but you there sometimes that communication piece uh, doesn't quite gel. Like <laughs> it doesn't. On gel it does pra, like, on
0: gel, on mm-hmm. gel.
1: Mm-hmm. You scratch your head. head. But you're just like, mm, Yeah, you know, or like you can't tell him, like, go do this and then you know, when you ask why, like when he asks why you tell him because I said so nah. Like you have got to give a reason for, for the things that you want him to do. So I feel like that's it's forced us to become better communicators. Um and so yeah, that's so that's Kyle. He's my um my my gift from God. Um, you know, he's how God has moved me or awakened me. Um mm-hmm from just going through life um, to actually live in and making sure that I do engage people when I, um, I have an encounter with people. Mm-hmm. Um, he's forced me to be, you know, to become more empathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's forced me to understand better who God has always been to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think if if I didn't have Kyle, I don't think, that would have been the situation at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, although it's hard, mm-hmm. it it's also very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 very it's a testament to my faith in God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a testament to my endurance in my Christian faith, and I'm I'm thankful to God for that. I really know. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. And I'm sure,
0: you know, this probably sums up the breathing through, se- breathing again mm-hmm. season where um you, you have this scheduled life that you appreciate and this yeah. excellent communication that you appreciate. What else is going on with the breathing again season?
1: Um, With my breathing again season, I would say um, both Thomas and I are in places in our professional lives where we're just like you know, how did we even get here like we never dreamt that we will you know get to this point um we it we're let's see so Thomas is a director at his job and I'm a clinical manager at my job right now and how that came about that's, that's a whole other faith journey on its own. um but I feel like having Kyle sort of pushed me to the point where I feel like no matter what I put my mind to, I can do it. You know, it gives me this boldness and 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 that's my my I feel like my breathing season is kind of like that. Like I I I have this boldness um that no matter what I do, like no matter what I put my mind to, I will be able to accomplish it. Um yeah, cuz I I I think before I had Kyle, like I never really dreamed of going that far or like pushing myself that far like I I tend to think I I like to think I'm quite ambitious but I'm not so ambitious to the point where I'm just like you know what I I I want to keep going higher and higher and higher um (laughs) there's a certain point where I'm just like yeah I'm pretty satisfied with this but now I'm just like you know what bring it on like I can I can do this like this new thing oh yeah bring it on like I I can research that. Okay. I can do this. So like, it's given me the boldness to like step out, out of my comfort zone and do things that I, not, I typically wouldn't do. Um, and, and I feel like that's, that's been part of my, you know, my breathing season. So.
0: You, uh, you are describing something that, you know, women, oftentimes we, we, we feel like we have to choose one. Like mm. just just one lane, and mm-hmm. you are multifaceted for a reason. You have been given the skills that you have for a reason, and mm-hmm. who are you not to use all the talents that you've been given, right? Right. And so you have to know the timing, the season, the period when a particular talent is needed, and you use it. Yes. And I don't, I yes. don't knock, I don't knock women when I see a woman that's ambitious. The only time I'm like priorities. Hopefully you right. have your priorities straight because sometimes yes. being too ambitious can take you off the course all over.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> you know. Yes. So but yeah. it's good to be ambitious. It's good to go out there and use the talents and gifts that you have been given to glorify God. So, God, I so agree yeah. with you. So, yeah. I agree with you. So after yeah. all this while Just, you know, for those listening, if you did, if you start, if you didn't start from where you started from, (laughs) it started with the question, am I good with God? And then going through all these things in life, these adversities, but also moments of happiness. Happiness is good, y'all. Happiness is not a bad thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Being happy is good blessed are those happy are those (laughs) yes yes (laughs) having moments of joy moments of sadness moments of happiness moments of grief moments of anxiety moments of all these things and Mm. here you are years later married three kids career thriving all these things how is your
1: heart my heart is good um my heart is good because I say that um And there's a specific conversation that's in the back of my, my mind where um, a friend of mine and I were talking about, you know, um, forgiveness and when people hurt you and um, how we, how you respond or, you know, um, how your response should be. And I was explaining to her that for me, like if someone hurts me, a lot of times I think about God being my father and how many times I fall short, yet each time I come to him, he forgives me. And so who am I to not forgive other people? And so I, don't, I, so I always tell her, I don't hold on to things. I don't hold grudges against people. Um, I don't resent people. I hardly ever get jealous of anything, um, except people who are like 60 and don't have any wrinkles at all, <laughs> but, but, you know, um, I, I, I do that. And I, I do that, like I said, because I know my father does forgive me. God forgives me when I fall short. So who am I to like not forgive other people? Who am I to, to hold on to grudges and, and things like that? And doing that kind of inner work, I think that's what makes my heart good. Mm-hmm. so, if you ask me, "How's my heart?" My heart is good. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there there can be situations, you know, there can be moments where um, I'm sad or I don't understand something or I'm struggling or wrestling with something, but it doesn't change who God is to me. Like mm-hmm. I know God is near, And anytime I reach out to him, Sometimes in those moments, I can feel like God is so far away from us. Mm-hmm. But if you take a moment and you reach out, you know that he is near to you. And that makes my yeah. heart good.
0: He yeah. Listen, yeah. you know, doing the inner work <laughs> makes your heart good. I always uh, say it's yes. one of the phrases I have on my website, like heart work is soul work doing that inner work Mm -hmm. builds your heart in a way that you can never, like when I hear you talking about forgiveness and when my father passed away in 2020 and going through a deep season of depression and grief Mm. all wrapped up in one and his anniversary, his birthday was uh, March 9th and his anniversary was yesterday, March 11th. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes, you know, during this period, people would normally be distraught or it's kind of like this thing that they have going on and when I was having lunch with one of my mentees today she was asking me about it and I said actually during this season in March I am pretty good and she said how come I said because I did the work Mm. I took time and I grieved I took time and Mm -hmm. I forgave and i think mm-hmm. the forgiveness piece is what set my heart free and it does yes. all the time guys it does it really all the does. time holding really on to does. grudges all those things it just weighs you down and yes. when i stood at his gravesite in 2021 and i released the anger i released the pain and i told myself i'm not going to get on the plane back to the united states with all of this following me there now right. Every anniversary, I get to look back with appreciation. And like mm. you said, Maxine, never waste your pain. That mm-hmm. has been one of the driving forces. Like no matter what happened, he was a good father and he left behind what he will say, legacy, legacy. Mm. <laughs> legacy. <laughs> you know? And I get to carry it forward, however it is. So even listening mm-hmm. to you, your story, Kyle's story, thomas's life and all those things and your other two children wherever god pauses with you it carries mm-hmm. on through kyle and right. the rest of your kids your story right. as a mom as a wife as a daughter as a friend it doesn't stop here it continues mm-hmm. on and their story sure continues on in other people's stories as well right so <laughs> i love that when you mentioned that about forgiveness so how does joy? How does joy look like for you guys these days?
1: Oh, joy! Um, <laughs> joy springs forth from your from your heart, right? Um, your joy is usually not dependent on other people, um, and and like you said, you know that inner work is 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 very important, um, and and so we, we 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 remain joyful in in all situations, and part of that is making sure that we connect as a family um we often you know make sure that we're eating breakfast together which is that's very important to my husband um and I think that does bring him quite a lot of joy um for my kids it's making sure that we all do play together so usually at the end of the day if it's just done so that we do <laughs> we make sure that we're doing that um you know for Kyle like it it, it looks like whatever getting um you know, whatever program it is that he likes, he's into, he's into like this Japanese kids show. And (laughs) anyways, um, that's what that is for him. But connecting as a family, that's always, that always brings us joy. And Mm so um, we, we try to make sure that we're always staying connected Mm -hmm. um, throughout the day. You know, I often check in with my husband at the end of the day and say, Oh, you know, how was your day? Like, how are things going at work? Like, um, and he has this thing, called roses and thorns um, mm-hmm. and so where you would talk about you know what was um, a rosy moment for you in the day what was mm-hmm. you know a thorn for you mm-hmm. um, in the day and I think that does bring us joy as a family mm-hmm. um, making sure that we do keep up that connection mm-hmm. and stay connected mm-hmm. um, that that is very important to me yeah. and so
0: yeah I love that I love that because and for anyone listening it's, it's, you know, relationships, whether it's mother-child relationship, husband-wife mm-hmm. relationship, boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, whatever relationship it is, I think the goal in all these relationships is ensuring that you are uh, communicating. And mm-hmm. I love what she said, which is the checking in. These little mm-hmm. moments are the memories that carries us through those days when it's like wow you know it's been raining for a long time i need to see the sun come up these are the memories that you carry forward so that is excellent and really really good to hear listen you've talked about kyle (laughs) and all those things i want you to take some moment and share what your desires are when it comes to the next chapter for you as the multifaceted advocate, <laughs> you know, all these things going on for you, what do you desire to see when it comes to your next chapter?
1: Um. So for myself, I'd really um, love to continue. Actually, I'd really love to continue with women, especially women who are, are you know, also special needs parents, um, who are new to being a special parent, um, And I'd I'd love to be, you know, that point of contact for them to help them understand what the journey will look like. I know all our journeys will not be the same, but at least if I can be that person who can give them, um, some kind of understanding into what to expect or into how to navigate and how to understand what they're going through, that's enough for me. That really Mm -hmm. does, um, make my heart glad, Um, as, as far as, you know, my family life, I'd love for my kids to be grounded in faith. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, from what I've said and from, you know, what I've spoken about, you can tell that my faith or my faith background has really played a huge role in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love for, you know, for my kids to have that, um, to be really grounded in faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things that I, you know, I continue to work on. Like when I hear my, my two-year-old sing it on worship and it just like, oh, it just makes my heart so happy. I'm just like, oh God, like I just, I pray that, you know, this will continue and that they will come to that understanding or come to that realization for themselves too, you know, as far as who God is to them, um, you know, and how to, come to faith on their own too mm-hmm. so that's one of the things that i'd really love to see um when it comes to my kids um when it comes to marriage you know thomas and i continue to be there for each other like he is just amazing like i could sit here and talk about thomas and like what a star he is you will okay. be coming back we will have a marriage <laughs> show
0: where you would talk all about childhood like you know this childhood cutie that is now still you know it's like wow only god right only god right but he he
1: truly is is a a great um a great um partner that god has given me and i'm very appreciative of that so i'd love to you know continue to see that trajectory where we continue to grow um together to continue to stay connected in that way um and, and um, you know, for myself, for work too, that's been one of the, um, the top things on my mind um, the past few years, um, making sure that I continue to grow, um, you know, as a healthcare professional and be able to advocate for others. Um, like I think I had mentioned earlier that care coordination or being able to connect the dots for people is very, you know, dear to my heart. So if I can t- continue to help other people get to that point, I do lead a team of care coordinators. So I'd really love for them to be able to connect with people, understand the populations that we do serve so that they can help them get the resources they need. Um, (laughs) connecting people to resources is like a big thing for me like I really want to see that so yeah that
0: that (laughs) is so great it's so great to see your heart and to see the things that you desire and are passionate about and I know and believe that God is going to just align everything to fall into place the way it's supposed to How about your connection back home to Ghana? How about connection back home?
1: (laughs) I miss home so much. Like I actually spoke with my dad not too long ago, like just maybe like an hour before I spoke with you. Um, And I do go, I do go home. I used to go like every two years or so, Um, then the pandemic hit. So (laughs) it took me a little while, but I was home last February Mm -hmm. for for our anniversary. The anniversary. And now that, yeah, yeah. So I do, I do like to go home quite often. Um, I, I, and my parents try to come here. They haven't been here in a few years. So this year, my goal is to get them, um, get them here at some point. It's mm. too cold in Minnesota right now. <laughs> so I was like, well, maybe they can come in the spring, but it's just, it's still cold. I and mean, you should see the heat. Of snow outside, right? No, now. I don't I don't miss it. When I was in Wisconsin,
0: <laughs> when I was in oh, Wisconsin, yeah, miss- we used to come to Minnesota and I'm like, I'm not oh about this God. life, y'all. <laughs> it is, it is. But no, I feel like this winter has just been
1: miserable. Like it's it just has snowed so much. And I'm, I'm kind of over it, but I know I do, I do stay connected with my folks. I still do have two sisters in Ghana too your sister so, sings
0: um, y'all her sister sings yeah okay yeah uh, my, uh-huh. my whole family
1: sings actually my whole yes from my my mom dad like you should have seen us like you know during morning devotions and what like we we get it into it praise okay <laughs> so my whole family sings and um i i try to make sure that we do stay connected um you know family every now and then you bicker back and forth <laughs> um but uh, staying, staying connected and staying you know in, in um, communication with each other is really important to me and I try yeah. to make sure that we do that yeah. one of the things that I would have loved um, to do in Ghana is bring awareness to um, genetic syndromes and things like that so that yes. might be something that's on my mind yes. and on my heart um, yes. I haven't talked too much about it but it's I feel like it's something that's really important so I'd love to see something like that in Ghana where people are bringing awareness to that so that yes. might be. You never know. Maybe that's that's one of the things God is really putting on my heart. So I might have yes. to start yes. focusing on that and making yes. sure that I can lean into yes. that um, yes. as yes. well.
0: And, yeah. and the desires, just put them right there, and he yes. will send the right people. He will send the right connections, right? Yeah. So so that's all good. Okay. Listen, where can <laughs> people hear from you? I want everybody listening. I want everybody to know Cal's story. I want us to be able to donate. Um, to whatever organization that you deem fit for us to donate, so that we can support this cause. So, go ahead and share how people can get in touch with you or even donate uh, to Kyle's efforts.
1: All right. So, I'm uh, usually I direct my donations to the Twenty Two Q Foundation. That's the International Foundation for um, the Syndrome. Um, and then there is another one, on uh, the 22Q family, um, uh, foundation that is a foundation that's based in America. So usually those are the two different foundations, so 22Q family, and then 22Q, um, org. So if you go to the website, 22Q.org or 22Q family foundation, I believe, um, let me make sure that's the accurate one. Um. Yeah, because a lot of times you will get a whole lot of information lot. when you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you do access, that. and they have different ways um, to give or donate um, yeah. through that. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Miss Maxie. That's my handle. Um, if if you know when it comes to professional stuff, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm Maxine mm-hmm. Toto. Um, Facebook saying Maxine Toto, so you can connect with me that way. Especially yes. if you're looking for resources. So when it comes to um, twenty two Q or you know neurodevelopmental, um syndromes and things like that, you can always connect with me. I love speaking about it. I love speaking about healthcare and things like that too. So do let me know if you ever have any questions or are um, you know looking into things like that, and I'd love to help.
0: So <laughs> it has been great, and like I said, you'll yeah. be coming back for a whole other different conversation. Whatever yes, whatever I'd is. love I don't to. Know. <laughs> But listen, dear sister, you have been amazing. This is a wealth of information. I have my note with all these notes on there. (laughs) And I am looking forward to everybody hearing your story, connecting with your story and learning as much as they can when it comes to that question. Are you good with God and never waste your pain? I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming and thank you for sharing this time with me. Thank you so much for having me. And and... I love you. I look forward to seeing all the amazing things that is yet to come (laughs) and all the hats that I have towards Kyle. We love
1: it oh I love, I love thank it. you so much kate we, i really appreciate you you doing this and you're doing an amazing job i, I think this is really great so can you keep thank up the you. good work
0: it's my yeah. playground it's my playground
2: <laughs>
0: it's awesome you're doing awesome with it thank, thank you. you you are
2: thank you <laughs>